Welcome back to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. I'm your host, Jesenia. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how can photographers make additional streams of income with passive income, but specifically stock photography. And joining me today is Aubrey Westland. Hola, I'm Jesenia Bocaneira, and I'm a photographer turned marketing strategist who took a leap of faith and moved 3,000 miles away from home with one camera and one heavy suitcase filled with dreams. In this show, I share a variety of tips, tactics, and candid conversations to help you grow and up-level your business with purpose and joy, one action item at a time. So get comfortable and let's get started. This is the Focus and Bloom Podcast. Aubrey, welcome to the Focus and Bloom Podcast. How are you? Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this talk with you today. Yes. Oh my gosh. I am so thrilled because, you know, with the pandemic specifically, like a lot of as photographers, a lot of, you know, the gigs or the the weddings or the sessions got canceled specifically for during 2020 or like reschedule and everything. So there was some sort of impact in, in, in the income and, you know, it's, it kind of opened the Pandora box to, <laughs> for us as entrepreneurs to like realize how we can really maximize what we do and, and generate a variety of income so that when things happen, things like this happen, hopefully not, not again, yeah. <laughs> we have <Yeah>. recovered. <laughs> so, so before we dive into all the nitty gritty of, of stock photography and different streams of income, can you go a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and then we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, everything you mentioned, I'm, I was right there with you because I was still a full-time wedding photographer back in 2020. Um, and I think that's when we all kind of realized that we were relying a little too much on client work. <laughs> and luckily I had the income stream of stock photography already. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I know. Um, but that was really like what kind of carried my family through the pandemic um, and, you know, kind of got us through that time, even though, you know, we lost most of our income as well that year. So um, I know it was like really, really tough, but it also gave, you know, a lot of us just this chance to reevaluate our businesses and look at, you know, what what kind of income we're making and where it's coming from and how, how we can like diversify that a little bit so we're not so reliant on just one stream of client work. Um, and so I, yeah, I work with a lot of photographers and different types of creatives and I help them set up these passive income streams and we look at their business and um, see, you know, what we can change, how we can make their life a little bit easier while also you know, making their business work, work more for them and not, you know, having to work so hard to keep their business running all the time. So for those photographers who are actually turning, tuning in today, and they're very fairly new to the business, what can you go a little bit more about like, what is stock photography? And like, how can we incorporate stock photography into maybe like our workflow or like the, our overall business? Yeah, great question. So stock photography is basically, um, there are like marketplaces or you could call them agencies where businesses can go and they can license a photograph for, or a video or an illustration for a specific use and usually for a specific amount of time. So you can 
upload your work to an agency website and you could find that your photos are being purchased by magazines or newspapers or you know you might see it end up on an Instagram ad or a website so um you know a lot of people a lot of people will ask me like why doesn't that business just like you know go and set up a photo shoot themselves and shoot it themselves but what they don't realize is like it's not always you know that specific business purchasing the photos it might be their designer or somebody that they've contracted to work for them and they just have to figure it out so um this can save a lot of time for people a lot of money for people it's better for them to it makes more sense for them to spend you know maybe two hundred dollars to license the image that you know the one image they need for the for their website rather than you know the time that it takes to set up a photo shoot and hire models and a photographer and all that, um, it actually makes a lot more sense for them to do it this way. So that's kind of what the world of stock photography looks like. And in order to get started, you really just need to find an agency that will accept you and then you can start uploading your work. I love that you mentioned that these are things that can complement our brand and things that can complement what we do because on the technical side of things, it could really help you with the production and, and and save you time because like you said, it takes a lot of time even to take, to set up a, the most basic of the looking stock photo images. Like you, you might yeah. think, okay, that's simple lighting. Okay, maybe one light, but then it's like the nitty gritty of tweaking things. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that might be a little bit more time consuming. So, okay, so... You do mention agencies. Let me go in a little bit into that. Like what are what are these agencies or like where how can people find this type of agencies? So you've probably heard of some of the big ones like Shutterstock, Getty. Um, and now there are some really cool smaller agencies that cater a little bit more to the artist, or they might have like a really specific style for businesses, you know, who are looking for something that's a little more trendy and unique or um, they might cater to you know the more natural photojournalistic style. So it really helps to kind of find the agency where you feel like you fit into. Um, that's probably going to be a big factor in your success as a stock photographer. Um, and a lot of people think that you have to create work that is stock photography or like fits a certain look. But you can actually take the work you've already created and upload it and sell that because businesses are looking for anything and everything. And you're actually probably going to be really surprised by what images sell most often. Like for me, it's, you know, there's like a selfie of my husband and I that sells all the time. It's like, it's, I think it may have even been taken on my phone and like, (laughs) you know, things like that. I'm just like, I don't understand why this is so popular, but what the heck? Like, I'm okay with it. (laughs) So that's something else I I just want people to understand is that you don't have to fit inside a perfect, you know, a a certain box to be a stock photographer, you can take the work you've already made and begin to monetize it right away. I'm glad that you mentioned that it's important to look and do the research of looking the to into the different um, 
into the different agencies too, because not all of them cater to the same necessarily the same public or the same style. So that's a really good point. (laughs) And, and, you know, and also, also it's worth noting that each different agency also has a different type of, of monetary compensation. So it's always very important to go into and look at their, their licensing and pricing and all of that so that you know that you're, not just doing the research as for as far as the the style of the photos that you're creating, but also the compensation because there is some some work and a little bit work involved in like setting and cataloging the images appropriately for that for each platform, right? Yes, true. And some of the agencies will actually do a little bit more work for you than others. So some of them will do the keywording for you. Um, others will. Once you submit your photo, it will send it to multiple different partner agencies. So those are also things that you want to learn about and think about and consider along with, you know, the percentage that you will get to keep from the sales. And I actually have a really great resource for this. It's the Little Black Book of Stock Photo Agencies. It's on my website. It's free. And I I took months to compile all that data and put it all in one place. So if you don't want to go and you know, research every single agency, that's a great place to start your search. That is awesome. And we'll make sure to include the link to that on today's show notes so that you can grab that. That's actually uh, when I remember when I was a photography student, that's one, one of the things that our photography professors would tell, uh, talk to us about is like monetize, make, make, try to monetize the work that you are already creating for your classes, because you never know what you can actually start what type of income you can start already generating without necessarily having like a specific client. Then again, depends on your mm-hmm. photography work, but still um, if you're a photography student, that's something that you can even consider to explore as you are finishing your, your degree. So that's a really cool option. Yeah. And with this, you don't have to be a professional photographer. There are agencies that you can just sign up and start submitting your work to. That's so awesome. yeah, really anyone could get into this if they wanted to. So uh, aside from picking up the picking up the the right agency, how can stock photography can really contribute or help us in the creative process? So this is something that I loved about incorporating stock stock photography into my business is it just opened up the door for me to take on more creative projects and work with people that you know, maybe they couldn't quite afford my rates. But, you know, there's always those people that have like super fun creative ideas, and you want to work with them, and you just want to say yes. So I was able to create like a stock photography program. And in exchange for them signing model releases for me, I was willing to either give them a discount or do their shoot for free. Um, And then like, you know, just sorry, I just got choked on my words there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it just allows you say you're a wedding photographer, and you really, you know, only have time to prioritize weddings. But if you know that, you know, taking on another type of shoot that really excites you could actually bring an income in the future, might give you that motivation that you need to like branch out a little bit and start to get a little more creative. So I think that's That's like a super fun thing about stock. That's a really great idea. And also it's, um, I remember my photography instructors would always tell us that once we're really deep, in, deep into 
once we're really deep into the business that it's always good to, to every now and then do something that is creative, that it's not client specific, just for the sake of, of trying something new, whether that is trying new gear or just trying a new technique, editing technique, or, or just shooting for fun. And that could be a really a great way to kind of mix the two where if, you know, you are all, you only have some time for weddings or very minimal time for that creative type of shoot, maybe you can go into that type of creative shoot with that mindset that, Hey, I could probably use this and monetize some of the work that I'm doing here. So it's like a twofer. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, and that's what I love about all types of passive income streams is, gives you a chance to work on something else. And then once you're done with it, you can almost just put it out there and it can start to bring in money for you, but it doesn't take all the work, you know, and all the like handholding that you spend on your clients. It can kind of just be there bringing in income for you. So if we have somebody who's like very, fo- who has limited amount of time, but it's open to the idea of bringing in some passive income through stock photography, using the work that they've already created, what are some things that they could do to sort of simplify the whole process? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is you could just hire an assistant or train an assistant to submit your photos for you. Um, And I've done that and it has always paid, paid back, paid off through my sales. So if you're worried that it's not worth it, it may take you some time, but from my experience, it pays off. Um, there are There's an agency called Wirestock, and that's the agency that will do the keywording process for you. So you have to write keywords for every single photo, and they're like, you know, just like hashtags on Instagram. Um, so that is like the most tedious part of the process. And a lot of people dislike that. <laughs> if you them. can get really good <laughs> at it, then it, it really helps you make more sales. So I encourage people to try to get good at it. Uh, but Wirestock will do that part for you. So that's an option. Um, and then there are other agencies like Cavan, C-A-V-A-N. They are one of the agencies that you submit your work once and they send it out to multiple agencies. So it increases your chance for sales. Um, So I encourage you to do something like that or to work with a premium agency where the sale of one photo can make you over $100 rather than microstock agencies where you might make, you know, cents, Mm -hmm. pennies for for photos. So Those are all things to think about. Um, You can also outsource the keywording. You know, there there are other options out, like outsourcing your editing too. Um, Those are, you know, those are all available to you if you're willing to invest in it. I love that there are just so many different ways that as creatives, we can really add or incorporate different streams of income in little things that we would think that are very much ordinary tasks in the day-to-day of running a business. But hey, people do that specifically. It's like, oh, how cool. Yeah, you could even earn money doing it for other photographers if you wanted to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And and like, I like, um, I'm glad that you mentioned outsourcing because, you know, one of the things that, that, I've learned from whenever I've hired a a virtual assistant is 
the assistant won't be will be as successful as possible based on how I train them or based on what systems I share with them. So it's as you're doing yeah. that research <laughs> that of like what agencies are better or what processes you're doing, write that down because then that also will then simplify the overall process. And then if you realize that this this investment of your time in submitting these this Im- these images for stock photos or to stock agencies is actually giving you some return on that investment of time then having that those steps written down will then save you time and then you can then mm-hmm. hire a subcontract a virtual assistant for that particular task and then you're just handing it all, all out you don't have to think about it again you already have it laid out they can work on that. And then that's like already on autopilot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it truly pays to educate yourself on some of these things. And if you can take the time to train someone really well, that will save you money in the long run, because they'll, they'll be able to get their job done quicker. And, and, you know, they won't have to come back to you over and over again, asking you questions. So yeah, I highly recommend familiarizing yourself first with this industry before you, you know, just hire someone and ask them to do it for you because they might not care about it quite as much as you do. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it pays to educate yourself. Absolutely. And I think that just that applies to anything in your business, not just stock photography, because there's so much Mm -hmm. things, so many things that are constantly changing, whether that is something new in Adobe or another software. (laughs) (laughs) There's an update. Now there's something new (laughs) or a new camera (laughs) or, you know, reels (laughs) or something new. (laughs) (laughs) So there's definitely something new. And I I think that's I think that's one of the things that makes working in a creative industry so cool and so fun because you kind of have to be like on on your tiptoes, like on your yeah. feet there, and and it's so like true, right? Paying attention to something new because something new is gonna come up because it is the creative industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bound to happen. <laughs> okay, so Aubrey, what? So we've talked about stock photos. We talked about. Um, indirectly about maybe like outsourcing some or briefly, not indirectly. We we talked about briefly outsourcing some of the tasks that would be involved in the whole um, repurposing, if you will, of the your work into stock photos. But what are what are other types of passive streams of income that we could possibly explore that we haven't yet talked about that could be beneficial for someone who is a photographer or like maybe in the creative in, in the creative field. Yeah, so we talked about, you know, monetizing your photos through stock photography and and if you shoot video, you can actually make a little bit more on video. So, it's worth it to consider adding that into your workflow a little bit too. Um, then you can consider monetizing your knowledge. So that would be things like courses, workbooks, how-to guides, workshops, that sort of thing. And then you can think about monetizing your tools. So maybe email templates, different types of graphic templates, presets, that sort of thing. Um, so those are like those are kind of like the top three categories that I always recommend to photographers. Um, I feel like stock photography is maybe the most passive of the three because with 
all the other things like with courses and selling, you know, your own presets, that sort of thing, you have to build a following. So not everyone is interested in doing that. Um, if you're not, there are still other platforms you can use like Creative Market. You can sell different types of creative tools on there. Um, there are different sites where you can upload your courses. You won't make nearly as much as if you were to market them yourselves, yourself, right. but you could, you know, use like Udemy and I think Skillshare. Like there are some, some platforms like that. And Etsy is similar to Creative Market where you could upload different tools and sell, um, sell passively. So yeah, the great thing about those marketplaces is you can still make it pretty passive by selling digital, digital items, digital, um, tools and stuff like that. So it can still be very passive and you get you get the advantage of using the the customers that they already have that they're already bringing to <laughs> to their website. So I yeah, if that. you're if you're not into making reels and posting on Instagram and <laughs> newsletters and all that, then that might be something for you to consider. I'm glad that you mentioned the educational portion because that's actually one of the things that could be a potential next step in your business if you've let's say you've done wedding photography or any other type of photography for a long time and you're sort of getting to that point where you want to pivot a little bit or, or, but you're not quite sure, or maybe you're considering education as an option. So this could be a good way to sort of like meet the two in that transition process where you're still getting some of the, the wedding clients, for example, and then you're starting to incorporate some of those educational components like courses or maybe your tools or your your Lightroom presets, for example. Um, and then that could then start bringing in some of that passive income, sort of match out a little True. bit more what you've got already going on with your clients. And then maybe that could then help you visualize how what that new stream of income looks like, and then how you could potentially elevate that into something more, um, in, into something bigger with maybe like matching whatever it is that you are bringing in with your actual client type of shoots. Yeah, it's a great way to diversify your business and help, you know, create some stability if, right. you know, any other disasters were to happen, God forbid. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, but yeah. If you're, if that's something you're interested in, I highly recommend starting out with like mentor sessions or coaching and kind of test out some of these ideas one-on-one. That's a really great way to eventually develop a really helpful course is to actually just kind of test it out on people and see if you enjoy it. And anyone who's been, you know, in, in a creative career for you know, even five years, like you've learned so much and there's so much that you could teach someone who is just starting out. Exactly. So I, I feel like there, there's still like plenty of opportunity in that industry. Um, you just have to like niche down a little bit and be a little bit specific with like how you position yourself. You know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm a business mentor, but I'm known for stock photography now, which is like, Maybe not the first thing I would have come up with, like when I wanted to, you know, veer off into education, but I knew a lot about it and people were super interested and I love helping them. So, you know, it just like it worked. And there's so many like other opportunities like that that are still out there. So 
consider how you can maybe like set yourself apart a little bit or even even by using your personality to stand yes. out you know there's there's always room for you so absolutely i mean the same yeah. way that you were off, I, i'm just going to pick pick the same industry wedding photography the same way that you are a wedding photographer but there are so many other wedding photographers still your couples picked you for a particular reason, let's say pricing to the sign. There was that True, yeah. a specific connection with your personality that that really helped them, you know, that that helped you stand out over the other photographers that they might have been considering. So, you know, think about that. Don't think that because, oh, there's so many other photographers that are going into education or doing courses and things like that, that there isn't room for you. There's absolutely more room for everybody. It's just you want to make sure that you want to stand out and you bring anything, you share content that really helps you shine in whatever it is that you're you're showcasing. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. It's really the same, the same idea, just you know, a different community of people. Exactly, exactly. Aubrey, this is so fun and I really appreciate this conversation. I think this is really insightful, especially to for veteran photographers who are now who are ready to pivot into something different or maybe for newbie photographers who are sort of thinking ahead or thinking of that five-year plan like how may maybe how long am I going to do photography and then what's going to be my next step that you know I think this is really great uh, a lot of value here so thank you so so very much for being on the show how can our audience connect with you yeah, and I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun talking about this. Um, so I am Aubrey Westland, just about everywhere on Instagram. My website is aubreywestland.com. So um, yeah, just you can find me on there. And if you have any questions, I'm always in my DMs answering questions. I also have a private Facebook group. So um yeah, a lot of that can be found, you know, like the link in my bio on, on Instagram. That's <laughs> that's probably <laughs> where I'm the most active. But um, yeah, and on my blog, I have a ton of free resources for people that are interested in passive income and stock photography. So yeah, that's kind of, that's where to find me. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And again, to those listening, I will be including all the links here on today's show notes so that you can immediately connect with Aubrey online and hang out with her with her. So uh, Aubrey, thank you again so very much for today's episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in and I will see you on the next one. Take care. Thanks for tuning in on another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes so that we can continue creating more content like this and go ahead and visit today's show notes at focusandbloomstudios.com slash show notes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.